0: Masterclass Show, place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. Hello, legacy builders. Welcome back to another show. I'm so excited to be back with you with another amazing guest and conversation. Today, we're going to talk about Breaking Free from Addiction to Circumstances. I'm so grateful to have our guest today, uh, Shiraz Babu, with us um, to talk about this very, very important topic. Shiraz, thanks so much for coming on our show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Alana. It's great to be here.
0: Absolutely. Pleasure is all ours. And I would love to start. I usually actually start off my guests with um, asking them the question around how how is it that you actually got into this work? So if you could share a few of the most meaningful moments that lead to the work that uh, you're doing for people today.
1: Sure. My story actually begins at birth because my father was half Indian, half Malaysian. My mother was South African Zulu tribe with some Dutch ancestry. So I'm this mutt, and because I'm a mix of so many things, I keep getting mistaken for a lot of things. So I've been called Moroccan, Egyptian, Iranian. Uh, so, I, it's, uh, so it's Brazilian, so it's this mix, but mostly people see me and they see Black and Indian. And I identify as Black because from South Africa. So this was, this is cool, but at the same time, because most people see Black and Indian in me, Growing up, I had to deal with both Black and Indian uh, racial slurs. And it wasn't, dealing with racism wasn't so bad in high school, but when I started to travel, things sort of changed. So I had just come home from a trip to Brazil with some friends. And coming out after we got through customs, an agent came up and said, We need to ask you more questions. And um, so I said to my friends, Hey, they need to ask us more questions. And the guy said, No, 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 not them, just you. And I looked at my friends who were white and I was black and I'm like, okay, I see what's happening. And mm-hmm. then after that, every time I crossed the border, I live in, in Canada, in Toronto, and I would travel to the States driving across the border and I would always get checked. I would always get asked extra questions or have my luggage searched, or have my person searched. When I flew, I would get checked. When I did the Eurorail, I would get checked. And one time I even got people, uh, a couple times actually, I got people to um, admit it because I said, Uh, on one of the Uriel stops, is this your black check? Because I noticed you're not checking everyone and the guy turned red. And I said, look, I don't wanna make any trouble. I just wanna make sure this isn't in my head. Is this your black check? He said, yeah, my boss makes me check all the black people. I'm like, okay, so this is a thing. What I didn't realize was happening is every time that happened, my ambitions started to go down, right? This is what I have to deal with as a black person. This is the struggles I have to do as a black person. I can only get so far as a black person. And so bit by bit, it just, pulled stuff out of me to make me want want to strive for less. Mm -hmm. And the worst part was actually when I went to Madrid, I'd actually managed to cross the border without getting checked. And I thought, hey, things are changing. But then an undercover officer pulls me out of a crowd of, of tourists and says, I need to see your passport. And I'm like, okay. And I show him my passport. And he's like, you don't have a visa. You need a visa to be in this country. I said, No, I don't. Canadians don't need a visa to be in Spain. And he said, no, you need a visa. So he took me and he put me in a paddy wagon. And we started driving around the city and then he put another black guy in and another black guy in and another black guy. And I'm like, okay, I see what's going on. And they took us to jail to be processed, which also included a strip search and an anal cavity search. And I'm watching each person before me go and the anxiety is building up. And, uh, it's, and I could see it's just to make us feel less than. And so because I was just in this place of anxiety, two things had just sort of escaped my my awareness. Number one was I was in the best shape of my life. I was a bodybuilder at the time. And number two was we were in view of the holding cell with the working girls. So when my clothes came off, all those girls just like, woo, yes, I love it. And they were just cheering me on. So instead of being humiliated, I was just like, this is cool, I kind of like this. Uh, but then the next morning I just got out of the country because I didn't want to stay there anymore. When I got home, I was talking to one of my coaches and he said, Shirazi, you ready to step out of the story? And see what he means by that is I work with people's stories. Everyone has stories running in their lives, and we have good stories and bad stories. Like people have things like, I always find the best parking spots. That's a good story. All right? But my business never goes as far as I want it. That's a bad story. To our unconscious mind, there are no bad stories, everything is a good story. And we always get benefits from these stories, even though it doesn't seem like it. So for a lot of entrepreneurs, making more money is something they wanna do, but a lot of them aren't making the money they want. And there could be a whole bunch of stories locking in your money reality. So for instance, if you, um, oops, sorry, it was weird, I just went there. If uh, you are, let me give you a good example here. Uh, Let's say you're, you're struggling to pay your bills and you just pay your bills at the end of the month. Now, you're relieved, you're like, oh, okay, I didn't think I was gonna make it, but you paid it. But what just happened when you did that was you gave yourself a hit of dopamine and adrenaline and your body went, ooh, that feels good, let's do it again. So although you don't wanna do that again, your body's like, yeah, I'm gonna control your subconscious, make you almost not pay the bills next month and come through at the last minute so we can get another hit. And so now you're in the cycle of just paying your bills every month. You hate it, but your body is now being addicted to these drugs that hit you every month. And then, Um, yeah, so now you've got this addiction and you've got this reason to keep your money at that level. Then let's say your friends say, we want to go to this place and you don't want to go there, but you feel guilty saying no to them because they're your friends, you want to hang out with them. But now you say, oh, sorry, I can't afford it because you've put yourself in this situation. And so now you can say you can say no without feeling guilty because it's real, and now you've got another reason to keep your income exactly where it is because what if this comes up again? And then someone complains about how many, how much taxes they paid, and you're like, oh, I don't have to pay much taxes because I don't make a lot of money, so that's another block that goes in. And then you see some rich millionaire or billionaire screw over a bunch of people, and you're like, I'm glad I'm never gonna be like that. And it's like, well, if I keep my money down low, then that's another reason, so I, I, I ensure I never get there. And you start putting block after block after block to say, this is why it's good not to have money, but it's all unconscious. Consciously, you're like, where's the hundred thousand or million dollars a year I want? Why am I struggling to just get through it each month? And then Mm -hmm. it gets worse though, because like any addiction, that addiction of just paying the bills, your body builds up a tolerance for it. So your mind says, okay, now I've got to make you go deeper in debt before the end and come out at the last minute so I can get a bigger fix. So you see yeah so the situation gets worse and worse and this is how a lot of people are creating their reality and addicted to that situation and they don't even know it.
0: Mm, wow that's that's really fascinating. I never heard of it articulated like this before cuz that but that makes a lot of sense as you're speaking. I'm kind of just thinking of a few circumstances that I might be unconsciously doing that myself or people that are listening, that are all entrepreneurs and CEOs, that they might be doing that when they make their major life decisions or even small decisions um, or their business decisions. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense when you get that dopamine hit and you're like, well, so you're keeping yourself in that situation that, you know, with a cold emotion, if you're looking at it from the other side, you're like, I don't want to be in this situation of survival mode, but you are actually getting a dopamine hit. So you are kind of programming yourself for that addiction somewhere, somehow, makes in an, a conscious, in a very unconscious way. Exactly. Oh, wow. Absolutely. So makes then, um, so then what are some, is this like a major th- way that we do that? What are some other ways that we kind of uh, sabotage our so, as subconscious? Oh, yeah.
1: oh, there's so many ways. So, so going back to my story where my my coach said, are you willing to step out of that story? I got upset with him because I'm like, this isn't a story. This is racism. This is a real thing that happens. And he said, yeah, racism's awful. Racism's real. But what you're going through is a story. And I'm like, how is it a story? And he said, well, you don't get denied jobs because you're black. You don't get stopped in traffic because you're black. There's all these things that happen to black people because they're black. You only get stopped at borders because you're black. That's a story. You want that to happen. And I'm like, OK, why? Because there's always a benefit. I'm either avoiding something bad happening or I'm getting an immediate benefit from There's no benefit because I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting delayed, I'm getting humiliated. What's the benefit? And he looks at me and goes, Shiraz, when you tell your border crossing stories, you light up. You feed off everyone's reactions to your struggles. and feel It's like a dose of love from them. Oh, Shiraz, I can't believe this is happening to you. So. You can't keep telling the same story over again, we'll get bored. So you have to keep getting stopped at borders so you have yet fresh material so you can keep getting love from other people from your adversity. So and this is the thing. So this this isn't a story about racism. This is a story about addiction because there are people out there that complete complain about their adversity all the time for reactions and it's because i'm black or indian it's because i'm a woman it's because i'm this age it's because i'm this size it's because of where i come from and if you keep complaining about over and over again you're you're addicted because
0: yeah. you're get you're getting uh that that reaction that you're looking for and you're getting the attention and the love that maybe you're lacking on so many other ways yeah. powerful i absolutely agree that stories are so powerful and the mindset piece in everything we do is uh It's where everything begins it's where our decisions lie our emotions lie and yeah it's such an important piece to everything we do for sure so uh i i absolutely love the work that you're actually doing so then once we have some awareness that this might be going on in our lives what are some of the things that we could do to kind of increase our awareness but also break free from some of these habits that maybe again you know fed us or gave us um served us in an unhealthy way but of course might be stopping us from those longer term results or quality of life that we desire okay so Mm
1: -hmm. the first thing you want to do is when there's a consistent problem in your life you want to realize that that problem is actually a solution to emotional problems you're not looking at right so as i said the, the lack of money wasn't the problem was a solution so that you don't have to feel guilty for saying no. So you can get your adrenaline fix. So you don't have to become a rich person that takes advantage of people. right? All those reasons are there. So instead of asking, why is this happening to me? You want to start asking, why do I want this to happen? And when you reframe the question, the answers can start to bubble up from your subconscious. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a completely different way of looking at the world but now you're owning everything that shows up in your in your world. And here's the thing, like, if it's someone else's fault, you can't change it. If it's your fault, you can change anything. And that's why you wanna make everything your fault, because then you can change anything.
0: Yeah, and the power of questions, I love that, because it says one little shift could make such a difference in the way you even are answering that for yourself, or even, you know, um, receiving an answer that will serve your highest level and highest good for whatever it is it that you're trying to accomplish. So. That makes a lot of sense is there any other tools or any other practical things that you could share with our audience that can help them implement uh they can implement in this area
1: so the other thing is if you want to change your circumstances you have to be able to visualize those circumstances if you see movies like the secret they say imagine you being in that space of already having it it's like driving driving down the road with the car and and feeling like feeling the steering wheel This is true, but there's specific ways you have to do this that people don't really get into Number one is you have to imagine it from a first person point of view. So it's like you're actually there doing it because then your brain thinks you're doing it. Because if you're imagining it from your point of view, your brain doesn't care if you're imagining or really doing it. It treats everything as real. So it starts to rewire your neural pathways to say this is who I am and this is what I do. Now, the key there is it's not just thinking it. You have to feel it. You have to get into those feelings. The feelings alone don't work. The thinking alone doesn't work when you combine them. That's when you start to rewire your neural pathway. So imagine you want to be um, a great speaker. Then you imagine yourself on stage, the crowd in front of you, you're giving the talk and how it feels, the confidence, the happiness, the, what the, the feeling you get from the response of the crowd. But here's the other thing is you have to do this for 30 seconds or more continuously. For, your, for the rewiring process to start. Now, most people can only hold a thought for seven seconds or less. So mm-hmm. this is why when people say, well, I've been doing the visualization, and it doesn't work. It's like, cause you'd be thinking of something like you'd be thinking about, okay, I'm up on stage and I'm saying this, but then you suddenly switch it over to, well, would I say this or would I say this? So you're not, it, like you wouldn't do that when you're actually up on stage. In the middle of your talk, you wouldn't, would I be talking about this or would I be talking about this? You'd be doing the full talk. Some people switch, it to switch the location of the stage in mid-thoughts. Like all these things make your brain realize, well, that's not actually happening. So that 30 seconds, it's, it's a little more for some, for a little less, but that's on average the, the point you want to get to. And to do that, you need to start practicing concentrating on things for 30 seconds or more, right? A very, very simple technique is just to count to 10 with each breath. Mm -hmm. And um, that takes about 30 seconds if you're just doing like nice, just, right. But what happens with most people is they'll go like one, two, this is really easy. And then you already lost it there. And and, like, it's it's only been a few seconds, right? So, and that's why it's a challenge because the techniques are simple, but they're not easy.
0: Yeah, I think uh, actually the the biggest uh, the biggest results that we get to transform our lives are actually simple things, but just like you said, they're not easy because we have so many other things that might block us in the way of implementing them and making them a consistent discipline or routine in our day-to-day for sure. Yeah, I think that that's the challenge of distraction is real for a lot of people. So, uh, But I love that it's so practical and just like anything, giving yourself room to kind of, you know um, trial and error if you're maybe losing focus go back to it go back to it go back to it so that yeah. eventually it starts to become easier At least that's how i i found every new habit or skill or anything that we want to learn Um, You know, give yourself that patience and and repetition and get someone a mentor, obviously, that can hold that space for you and um, do this work, this inner work, because this is obviously the most important work. Everything else on the outside that we see, you know, the results we admire other people's other people achieve or have are because of their inner work. So this work is the most foundational work for for sure so shiraz i want to thank you for everything that you actually have shared with us so far amazing information and uh we cherish that here um at um at the Life school because like i always say when we want to grow our businesses that's a great mirror reflection for our inner work. And the more we transform and we become those leaders, the more we can create impact with our businesses, for our teams, for our clients and beyond. So uh, this is definitely something that I always love to create the the right space to speak about. So the the work that you're doing, absolutely attest that. Um, Shiraz, usually at this part of the interview, I ask my guests to fill in the blanks. I have three questions for you before we send our audience to continue the conversation with you and further connect with you. And just if you can answer from your heart, just the first intuitive answer that comes for you. Um, The first question is, what inspires me is
1: what inspires me is really it's just seeing the results people get when they start to shift to reality and see how easy it is.
0: Love that. Um, the biggest impact I want to create is.
1: I want to teach people to learn the technique I use called energetic magic. So that like hundreds and thousands, then millions of people can learn to just create whatever reality they want.
0: And the best advice and leadership I've received is.
1: Stop caring what other people think of you.
0: (laughs) Again, another very simple piece of advice. I love it. Thank you so much, Shiraz. And where is it that our audience can continue this beautiful conversation with you and find out more resources around the work you're doing?
1: You can go to energeticmagic.com.
0: All right. Simple, energetic magic should be on the screen right there. So um, definitely reach out to Shiraz. And Shiraz, I want to thank you for everything that you have shared with us so far. We've reached the end of the interview. Um, And I want to wish you great success in the work that you're doing out there in the world to impact people and to do more good in the world with the deep work that you are also contributing to humanity. Thank you so much. And I want to thank you thank for you. watching the Life School Masterclass show. Subscribe, review and share this show with more amazing entrepreneurs that need to hear this message. Thanks so much for being here and I'll see you next time. Another amazing guest and interview. Bye, everybody. I am offering a free 30 minute discovery strategy business growth call for you in order to help you discover the foundational gaps that you might have between your book publishing branding marketing sales systems and team so that you can make more impact and income in your business this year even if you decide not to receive the further support that i could provide for you you will still walk away with amazing wisdom and value from my 20 year experience in helping entrepreneurs and growing my own successful business in what are some of the gaps that you are experiencing and how to connect those gaps with your ultimate business and life vision. Schedule a call now as my calendar gets booked very fast so that you could take advantage of this 30 minute opportunity to have a personalized chat together.